to comic book lesson and your resident comic book nerd Beth and today's lesson we're coming to my side of the Atlantic because we're going to be doing British heroes for the next episode or two until the well until next episode that will be the season one finale can you believe it we've got it this far yeah I know it's so weird to think about that just under a year ago I was starting all this up and I'm already near the end of season one. Don't worry, I have plenty planned for season two. But you'll find out when we get to season two. So keep an eye out for that. Um, so today's lesson is going to be on the third Union Jack by the name of Joseph, or most people know him, Joey Chapman. Now, Joey Chapman, as I mentioned is from Marvel and he would as I mentioned he's the third person to take on the role of Union Jack and he would make his first appearance in Captain America's issue 253 in January of 1981. Now he Rod now Joey was created by Roger Stern and John Byrne who had quite a famous run on Captain America from the, I believe, maybe late 70s to the early 80s because there's also that famous run from the mid-80s to the mid-90s by Mark Grunwald that introduced US Agent, who we talked about last episode. <laughs> but anyway, so in this story where he was first introduced, he would visit his friend Kenneth... Crichton, who is the grandson of the original Union Jack, Lord Montgomery Falsworth, at Falsworth Manor, which is in England. I'm not sure which part of England can I say, so um, I can't say for sure. I think it was like around London, I believe. Um, and he would help end up putting on the costume of Union Jack and he would help fight Cap Captain he would help Captain America fight Baron Blood in the final battle. That would take place the next issue, I believe. Anyways, so then he, he would appear in he would be featured in the story of the establishment in nineteen ninety for in something called Marvel Comics Presents in issue forty two in volume one. And in this story, which was set in this one year after his previous appearance, he would find his allegiance to a group of thugs, questioned, you know, tested, because these thugs opposed to the Thatcher government, and he, they, he'd be tested when they decide to terrorise Falsworth Manor. A flashback would also reveal that the original Union Jack's daughter, Lady Jacqueline, I'm sorry, I do apologise, I've never been able to pronounce the name Jacqueline, so I do apologise there, right now, for that. Anyways, she had initially been like, nope, he's not being Union Jack, you know, he, she was like, nope, nope, nope. Nobody else is taking it on. It's staying in the family. Because Union Jack, the man of Union Jack, had previously stayed in the family. So, 
But I think I'll kind of leave that for my discussion when we when I discuss Union Jack with Katie, which will be later in the episode. Anyways, um, so then after this, he would appear again, written this time, done this time by Dan Abnett and Gary Erskine. I'd written the name wrong from a different run, so I do apologise. Um. They would feature him in Knights of Pendragon, Volume 1, to issue 7 to 8 between January and February 1991. Now, in this story, he would be shown seeking help after receiving the mystical, you know, power of the Pendragon. Now, while John Byrne would feature him again in a 50th anniversary celebration, Namor, even though... Joey's never met Namor, but let's do it. In issue 12 of volume 1 in March 1991, the story about the reunion, which was a story about the reunion of the invaders for a mission to rescue Namor. Don't understand the logic behind, you know, Joey being there, but whatever. It's Union Jack at the end of the day, he's going to be there. Since he was part of the invaders. But anyways, so the next time we would see him, it would be in February of 1993 this time. And he this time he'd have a team of Skip, Dietz and Huang Nagayan. I do apologise if I pronounce those names wrong. At all. If you have a pronounce, pronou- correct pronunciation, do let me know. I do apologise deeply if I said it wrong in any way and my pronunciation was offensive in any way. But um, anyways, they would feature him in another tale of a Pendragon's... Knights of Pendragon for Marvel Comics Presents issue 122 in February of 1993. And in this story, it would be an inve- about an investigation into crop circles. I believe it was in England. Now, a pitch would be made for a follow-up to Knights of Pendragon by called Armageddon Knights in late 1993 by John Freeman. But he never received a response. And this story, which would feature Joey, would have wrapped up loose ends from the you know previous series that he'd been in. Now, Ed, we're going we're gonna to kind of go into the 2000s because he was kind of bouncing around. No, wait, 90, late 1990s, in fact. I do apologise. I'm getting kind of confused in my head where he appears next because he's bouncing around and everything. Anyways, so he would next be featured in his own three-issue miniseries. That would take place between December of 1998 and February of 1999. And this team would be Ben Robb and John Cassaday. And they would feature him in this miniseries. And in this miniseries, he would lose his friend Kenneth Critchen, who we mentioned him meeting in his first appearance. And he would lose his friend to the vampire Baroness Blood. Which, oh my god, that must have been tragic. He doesn't, I don't think he, I'm going to say this, I don't think he has many friends. 
And I do apologise if I sound like I'm being rude about him. I don't mean to. It's just how he seems to come across to me. But anyway, so Joey would next appear as a supporting character in another Ben Rob story, but this time with a guy by the name of Charlie Adlard. And he would appear in X-Men Fire Club issue number three in March of 2000. And in this story, he would rescue a reporter from assassins. Now, he would also appear as supporting characters in different other things. So he, for example, Avengers during the Chuck Austin and Scott Collins run. And he issue 82 to 84 from July to August of 2004. Now, this story would see the reformation of the invaders. Now, Austin would carry on writing about him, and but he would also work with Alan Jacobson and C.P. Smith and conclude this story in New Invaders issue f- f- zero in August of 2004, which launched a new ongoing series uh, featuring Joey as a support a regular character for once it's normally supporting character or a background character so i'm kind of shocked about shocked in this so anyways during this run jacobson and smith would feature him in a number of volumes including issue one to three from october to december of 2004 which would seem in conflict with u.s agent (laughs) yeah you and another person u.s agent doesn't get on with and it's a british version of captain america if you don't see him in that way i do apologize deeply but to me and the way I see this character, we'll kind of go more into jo- Joey as we go along. But you, you know where I'm coming from, right? But anyways, um, so he'd come into conflict with US agent, I mean, who hasn't at some point, over doubts about his membership and reveals him to be romantically involved with Lady Jacqueline. The, lady, the same Lady Jacqueline that didn't want him to be you... Union Jack, and who is probably old enough to be his mother. Yeah, that that that's a bit weird, but comics. <laughs> Anyways, so and then he would appear in issues four to five from January to February of two thousand five, which would see him once again battle Baroness Blood and overcome initial animosity from his predecessor's lover, Roger Albury. Aubrey, I believe I I think that's a female. I I know most people say Roger is a male's name, but I don't want to jump to conclusions and say, oh, it's a female. Oh, it's a male. When I don't know myself, I do apologize if I sound offensive saying that. His predecessor, I believe, was Brian Falsworth. What well, we won't really be talking about him the previous two March. We'll just mention him a bit every now and then anyways so um (sighs) so in issues seven to nine of this run from april to june of 2005 this would see the dissolution of the team following the death of the original human torch yet there's been more than one human torch there isn't just johnny storm there is jim hammond 
I love Jim Hammond. I need to do an episode on Jim Hammond one day, but I do not have that episode lined up just yet. I'm so sorry. I really want to, but I've just been lining up and making sure I have things lined up for the next two seasons at least. I've not fully finished lining up season three yet. I'm nearly there, but I'm doing it. But anyways, um, so Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting. Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting had a famous Captain America run during the 2000s where they brought back Bucky as their Winter Soldier. And I believe they were also the two... I don't know if it was in a later run in the 2000s, but I believe they were like the two that also made Bucky Captain America. But I think that might be further down the line, but I'd have to check. Um... Anyway, so he they would feature Joey and Lady Jacqueline in Captain America issues eighteen to twenty one between July and two, October two thousand and six. And in this story, Captain America would recruit these two, recruit the two who are no longer together, um, and they would battle the old enemy, the Red Skull. And this would happen in London. Interesting that they do it in London and not America or in Germany. Um, I think that's interesting because you don't see many stories take place in anywhere else other than New York, you know. And I think it's an interesting choice for them to go to Joey and Lady Jacqueline. I do, I like I said, I do apologise for my pronunciation of the name Jacqueline. It's just I've never been able to say it right for the life of me. Um, if anyone can pronounce it right, can you please let me know? Because I would like to learn the pronunciation and get it right. Anyways, so Joey would then start in another self-titled miniseries into late 2006, which would spin off from his appearance in the Ed Brubaker run. And this was written by Christos Gage with pencils and inks by Mike Perkins and Andrew Hennessy, respectively. Now, the character would also make brief appearances alongside Spitfire and Captain Britain and MI-13 issues 5 and 13 before becoming a member of a reformed Invaders in Invaders Now. Now, we're going to go into a bit about Joey here. Um, Joey... This is going to be interesting because most people like from America or anywhere in the world don't only think of England as being London. I can't do a London accent to say, I can try, um, hello dear, as they think we sound, where we're like, oh, do you want a cup of tea, love? Or something like that. Na, 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 na. You come to England, you'll hear nothing like that unless you're in, like, a very posh part of London. Try going up north. Hear us. Me and Katie will be discussing this. Like, why do Americans think that London is the only place in England? Um, you'll be surprised to know this, but Joey Chapman is an art student and is actually working class. Because you don't see many working class people from England portrayed in comics and I think that's got us a lot because up to there and until that point we only really had you know um Captain Britain 
who is quite la-di-da, quite posh, you know. I do apologise if anybody is offended. <laughs> I do genuinely apologise on from the bottom of my heart. Um, and Blade... But Blade's kind of been adopted as an American because every live action adaptation makes him an American and not a Brit. Again, why? Why are you doing this to us? Just why? But anyways, um, Joey Chapman, like I said, he's a working class. He's actually the son of a shipbuilder. And he's from a city from the north way the North's finally been represented in some kind of way, even though it's with a very stereotypical accent that not all of us talk like. Um, he's from Manchester. I'm gonna. Tr- I'm not going to do a Manchester accent. Don't worry. I will probably butcher it. So don't expect a Manchester accent from me. Um. Anyways, um, now Joey, like I said, he was meant visiting his friend in who was the grandson of the original Union Jack. Oh, it's James Montgomery Falsworth. I was close to in his name. I just missed one name out, one word out of his name. I said Montgomery, but I was close. That's his middle name. When he learned of Baron Blood who was conducting a revenge campaign against his old family at that time. And he would don the costume of Union Jack to help Captain America fight the vampire. And Joey would be allowed to keep the costume and carry carry on the tradition, despite the initial resistance from the matriarch, Jacqueline, who he would go on and date, but anyways, um, he would re- later repay the family by defending the manor against a group of his anti-establishment friends one year later. He would also assist Lady Jacqueline and Neymarita in rescuing Namor from the neo-Nazis and defeat Master White Man and Warrior Woman in the process. Now, Joey would later be possessed by the Pendragon spirit and peeled of his injuries. He would appear at Kate McLennan's London apartment. I don't know who Kate McLennan is. McLennan is. So I do apologise that I'm not really going into her. Um... Now, as Union Jack, he would adapt and adopt a new costume, and he would fight alongside. He would, alongside Kate McLannan and Captain Bitteren, fail to prevent the kidnapping of Kate's son Cam by Bane. No, not the Bane that broke the bat's back. That'd be a cool crossover, though. I really want to see that now. <laughs> Anyways, um. Uh, just give me a second. (coughs) 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 Um, so where was, ah, there was, and they were, you know, alongside Captain Bitten and Kay, he would battle the minions of Bane, the Bane, not Bane that broke the bat. He would confer with Kate, 
Ben Callagher and Peter Hunter. With and with them, he would be attacked by Bane and Kent. Yes, they're finally going outside of London to do these kinds of things. Yes. He would also join the other Pendragons in the scar search of the Holy Grail at Ketsford Tumnus and fight fellow Pendragon Iron Man. With Iron Man, Captain Britain and the Knights of Pendragon, he would battle the Bane and free Cam McClannan. After the battle, the Pendragons would be formed, establishing the Pendragon base at Cambird Farm. I had to check the pronunciation and the spelling because of my notes, the way they're written and everything. Anyway, now Joey would then encounter Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Woman and Black Panther. And with them, Kate McLannan and Ben Gallagher, they would battle the Bane in Africa. And alongside the Black Panther, he would battle the Bane Ninjas and travel to Hong Kong where he transformed Dolph and then be killed by Dolph. And Joey would later awake at Avalon, resurrected with the other Pendragons, where they battled and finally stopped Bane. Not Bane that broke the bat. Not that Bane. (laughs) Now, later, while making a public appearance at Stark's Quest World, Joey would have no choice but to battle man's malfunctioning robots where he received a new armour which would later evolve into a new stronger mystical armour. Now, life as a Pendragon didn't get any easier as he fought Magpie, tried to stop the Cape Wrath breeder Rector from overloading and travelled to Arachne where he fought met and fought with Spider-Man and the war heads. I, it's just a way I've written my notes. I'm so sorry that I sound ins- unsure. Anyway, so when the villainous company known as Mystech would revive his enemy with Aaron Blood, Joey would infiltrate this company and once again destroy his foe, inadvertently starting the Mystech Wars. Now... The Mystech Wars, as we've now learnt, <laughs> was Joey Chapman's fault. Joey, Joey, Joey. What are you doing, you plonker? So, anyways, um, Joey, would, shortly after the defeat of Mystech, Joey, alongside the rest of the Pendragons, would fight Death's Head and Minion, Magpie and the Lemurians of Earth 313. Now, upon the villain's defeat, the Pendragons would disband and Joey would revert to his classic costume. Now, after the Pendragons would disband, Joey would parry on protecting Britain. However, he failed to prevent Baroness Blood from using the Holy Grail to become immune to sunlight and he would lose... Kenneth Falsworth, who also known as Kenneth Crichton, Crichton to Vampirius, who was the true heir to the Union Jack Mantle from vampirism and death. 
and he would also be seen protecting the civilians from unnatural winds. Now, the reason I believe the reason why Kenneth doesn't take on the mantle of Union Jack himself is because he's ill health. That's what I read somewhere, and you can correct me on that. Uh, you can send me voice messages to correct me on any information that I've read out on any of my episodes. You can say how well I'm doing. Uh, Anchor.fm. So, so go ahead and do that. I'm going to kind of take a pause here because I also want to talk about Patreon. Patreon is where I have been doing other things as well, where I've been also doing comic book lessons extra which for some reason seems to be uploading onto my normal podcast um i'm kind of having technical issues trying to sort that all that out because it's kind of messy at the moment um there's also i also have civil war 2 club that i'm currently setting up i have pretty much everything sorted for that i just need to get started and, um, you know, I might change the club yet because I'm having a few issues with Civil War 2 Club. Um, but you can keep up to date with that on patreon.com forward slash, um, comic book lessons at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com. You know, so you know where to look. You can also donate some money there to help, really help with the podcast, you know. Uh, so anyway, back to Joey Chat. Let's jump back over to England and let's go back to Joey Chapman. <laughs> so Joey would also protect the reporter and ally of Cable, Irene Merriweather, from mercenaries of the Hellfire Club. Joey was seen when the entire Earth was threatened, including during the maximum security storyline and when he was being held prisoner alongside many of the Earth's heroes by Graviton until they were all saved by the Thunderbolts. Now, Joey would also share a relationship with Romany Wisdom, who is the sister of X-Men ally Pete Wisdom, who is a fellow Brit. Hey, Pete! (laughs) Anyways... Now, so although this relationship would end, Joey would stay in contact with Romany as she would provide him with vital research on the occult. Now, we're going to kind of go into his costume a little. I believe this is like his costume, or we're going into this team. But, anyways, a bit more into his time as uh, the Evaders. Um, so, wearing a new updated version of it. A militaristic version of his old costume, Joey would join the modern incarnation of the Invaders, which was led by the original Human Torch, Jim Hammond. Oh, hey Jim, last I knew you were dead. Where have you come from again? Now he would become romantically involved with his teammate Spitfire. However, this relationship wouldn't last and they would part because of the vast age difference. Like I said, she's old enough to be his mum. But anyways... Um, they would still remain good friends and partners, though. Now, with the invaders, they would battle Axis Mundi for the Interceptor, a ship built by the Finn Man. They would fight Baroness Blood and her minions after they kidnapped Spitfire and fight Mercano, Murano 
and his rogue Atlanteans to prevent world flooding. And after this battle with the and with his breakup with Spitfire, the team would go their separate ways. Now, at the request of Shield, Joey would help his good friend Captain America in setting the underground London Underground for the Red Skull's Red Agents. Chap, Joey, Steve, Spitfire, and Sharon would work together to prevent neo Nazis and the Red Skulls from devastating London. Now, mo- now moving on from this is vampiric- vampire hunting days. He would lead a makeshift team of heroes, including Contessa Valentino Allegra de Fontaine. We've met Contessa already in live action. Um, Sabra and the third Arabian knight to defeat a group of superpowered terrorists intent on blowing up London. Now when Joey was... Now, when Steve was shot and apparently killed, a notably upset Union Jack spoke a eulogy at his memorial. Now, Joey would be appear in Captain Britain and MI thirteen, and this and explained by the writer Paul Cornell. I don't know if he's a Brit or not, so I do apologize. Um, one of the great things about this is that. Because all British superheroes are de facto part of MI13, we can visit desperate parts of the Marvel UK scene without it being a big deal. Joe, not Joey. Who's called Joe? Who's called called Joey? Okay, kangaroos in Aussie. But apart from that, <laughs> uh, this is kind of interesting because it's like um. Like I said, he did stop going by Joey for a while. Um, because they were like, why would you call someone Joey? What kind of nickname's that? Apart from a baby kangaroo. Joey, Joey, leave him alone. He's allowed to be called Joey if he wants to. But anyway, um, anyway. So, he's going to be wanting to check in with his former girlfriend, Spitfire, soon. Because they split up amicably. And that's still fine with him, right? However, Joey did not leave MI5 to become part of the permanent team, although he is seen working alongside Spitfire, who is all who is in MI13 to clear out the rest of the Sons of the Serpents. Now, Union Jack would be Joey. Union Jack would be a member of the Invaders team brought together by a mysterious force. He's the only member of the team that didn't serve as Union serving World War Two because at the time it was Brian Folsworth who was serving as Union Jack. Joey didn't come until the eighties. People forget that Joey is not the first Union Jack. Um. Anyways, so um, sorry, my notes are going everywhere. It's I'm trying to keep my notes together, keep them organized. Anyways, so during the End of the Earth storyline. Joey was seen alongside the heroes that seen among the heroes that Spider-Man enlisted to attack the facilities that Doctor Hostopus had constructed. Joey would enter one of the facilities and fight a bunch of Octobots. Joey would later appear in Scotland. Oh, I 
Bonnie Ort, Scotland. I apologise, I'm not Scottish. I am from Northern England, um, but I'm not Scottish, so I am not going to try and butcher the Scottish accent again. I do apologise if I did upset anyone with my attempt at the accent. Um, anyways, so... He would help defeat Captain America, defeat the cult of the Darkhold, who was summoned by a monstrous creature that was served by, say, freed by a Scottish fracking operation. Now we're going to kind of go into Joey's powers here, and that's here. So, like the so for Joey, so like those who had been Union Jack before him, Joey is a athlete in peak physical condition he carries on the union jack tradition by using a webley point four five six revolver that often uses other pistols depending on the mission he's completing and a silver dagger which he uses for supernatural foes his costume is also bullet resistant so and for a time, as you know, I mentioned in the during the lesson, he was possessed by the spirit of the Pendragon. In his case, it was Sir Lancelot, enhancing his strength, speed, and endurance, and providing him with a superhuman superhuman sensory acuity, as well as giving him the ability to sense the presence of agents of the Bane and to recognise them as such, despite disguises and of mystic, magical slash cybernetic exoskeleton armour. No, wait, I'm reading the wrong note part of the notes. I do apologise. And access to knowledge of his past incarnations of the Pendragon. He would also wear a suit of magical slash cybernetic exoskeleton armour, which was composed of unknown materials that increased his strength to superhuman levels. He also carried a striking staff of unknown materials. And Joey would also ride Beryl, a computerised motorcycle-like vehicle equipped with extensive information data banks, researching memory files, radiation detects, detects, tracking sensors, automated navigation systems, medical analysis instruments, remote guidance system and the capacity for interdimensional travel. All this equipment was provided by the Green Chapel, which was a random dimension of Avalon, which is going to be mentioned a bit during, I believe it might be the Captain Britain episode. Um, but anyways, we'll wait. For, we'll save that until the next episode, which is going to be Captain Britain. What a coincidence! Hehe. <laughs> so now, since being possessed by the Pendragon, he's retained some of the portion of those powers that are endowed with him but to low superhuman levels. So that's basically it for the uh, all the information I have on Joey Chapman. Um, so I'm going to kind of go into recommended reading. I do have recommended reading prepared this time, don't worry. Um, so for recommended reading for Joey Chapman, I'm going to go with Captain America War and of Remembrance, which corrects, collects the first two issues 
where he made his very first appearance back in 1981. So it basically collects issues 253 to 254. Um, and I'm also going to recommend New Invaders to End All Wars. Now, I'm recommending this because we see him part of a team. A team that isn't... I don't, I believe it's not, this is the run that ends up splitting up because he decides to go off, you know, he dates Spitfire and they break up and that ends up breaking the team up. I believe it's that run, um, which could collect all the issues from issues one to nine that we talked about. Um, and I'm also going to recommend... Union Jack London Falling, which was, as I mentioned, was written by Christos Gage with inks, pencils by Mike Perkins, which was a four issue mini series from 2006 to 2007. And that's basically it for Joey Chapman. So you can join me for my discussion with Katie. And then I will be going into my sum up tweet. So until next, my Captain Britain episode. Bye. Hello and welcome to discussion. I have got Katie with me for this one again. Back again. She'll be back at when she can. (laughs) Obviously, she can't be with me every time. No. But when she can be, she will be here. Um, And we're discussing Joey Chapman Union Jack. We are. You had to do a fair bit of research on this one, didn't Mm -hmm. you, before we discussed this? Yeah, I did. And it made me wonder, why is he so obsessed with vampires? Oh, Vampire lover. I mean, really, he should have been in Twilight, let's be honest. <laughs> He'd probably be a better Edward Cullen. Absolutely, but far more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Except Joey Chapman is not a vampire, he's a human. Yeah, but he would have probably ended up dating Bella and then dumping her and then doing a runner. Doing an Edward, basically. Ending up with the werewolves, dating a werewolf and Probably. then leaving so yeah <laughs> doing a edward in other words would have been far more interesting <laughs> <laughs> been part of that little group it all goes wrong and he does a runner again yeah, when the going gets tough he gets gone <laughs> <laughs> that should be his saying no. joey chapman when the going gets tough he goes running he goes running absolutely i mean it is kind of interesting isn't it that you think he's this like Big hero. Yeah, big hero. Poster child for UK. Not really. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then it's like... Kind of in the shadow of Captain Britain a little bit. A little, but that's because he just never stays in one place long enough. He really does just seem to bounce. Yeah, but the thing is, Captain Britain's more space than Union Jack. Mm-hmm. So it's surprising that he's not really seen... Yeah. Do you think he is a British version of Captain America? Because I showed you my... Mm. Tom up tweet and I did say that he was like a British version of him just without the serum yeah I mean it sounds like it he, yeah he is he's probably more a bit of a John Mork <laughs> <laughs> what get when the going gets to like no well I mean he ended up having the super serum but like in the beginning like a soldier 
he was just very good at fighting. He was also working class for once. Class. We like this. Working class. Manchester. 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 We're not going to do our best. We we said no. we might try and do our Manchester accents. But... Just channel your inner Liam Gallagher. That's all you've got to do. <laughs> if you don't know who Liam Gallagher is, go and listen to Oasis. Oh, yes. You're welcome. Who doesn't like a bit of Oasis? Well, we have to. We're northern. Yeah, yeah, we're northern. It's part of our Ten Commandments. <laughs> Yeah, you have to like Oasis. Thou shalt like Oasis, yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes hate Blur. <laughs> if you're yes. an Oasis fan. <laughs> you do have to hate Blur. <laughs> if you're an Oasis fan. That is true, yeah, you do. <laughs> and it's... you just started a gang war again. You re- reignited the gang war of the 90s there. Oh, you know. Ni- anyone born in the 90s, please don't come after me. Yeah, we apologise. <laughs> <laughs> please don't kill me. <laughs> don't batter me. And you but yeah, see... how interesting. Yeah, and like you were. Um, we don't really see much northern representation, do we? No, and very much northern. His dad was... Um, oh, Shipman. Yeah, but his dad was um, working class, wasn't he? And yeah, he, was he came from working class. Yeah, family. embarrassed by him until he got older, which most kids do. Most kids They embraced their working class. I think he embraced it. After I think he did after a while, didn't he? But at first... It was like, oh, everyone's been represented by posh people. Exactly. exactly. I mean, we I'm, never really got to know... Did we ever get to know Captain America's parents? No, all we knew were they were Irish immigrants. Right, see, that's all we found out. So We don't really know much about Joey's dad. We don't no. even know about his mother. No, no. To be fair. Do you he think it's more? he's more interesting that he took on a legacy that wasn't supposed to be his? Because I taught, we researched and you were mm. like... He wasn't supposed to have this? Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I know you said that the true... Legacy was it was kept in the family, yeah. Is it Kenneth? Was his name Kenneth? Kenneth, what a crack! It was his grandson, he was the grandson of the original. The son had took it on after the the original, and then Kenneth was supposed to, who was the grandson, but he was poorly, wasn't he? He had bad ill, he had health issues, I believe. I mean, there's got that's got a sting on some level, hasn't it? Because if he hadn't have been ill, he would have carried it on and then he brings his mate home for like Christmas and it's like, it was like Merry Christmas he'd come Kenneth. to visit and he was like he'd come to and he they portrayed him with like a really like alright love kind of <laughs> accent <laughs> literally I could get you a page if you want if you want of how he talked in that I first like appearance Kenneth's like hello father here's my friend and he's like alright everyone <laughs> <laughs> I need to find it give me a moment <laughs> But, I mean, can you imagine Christmas Day? Like, Kenneth being given some socks and then his mate being given the legacy. <laughs> and you're like, and Kenneth just being like, fuck you, Joey. Could have at least got me a matching dressing gown. This is so rude. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably like, fuck you, Joey. Fuck you. That is one Christmas dinner table. I'm glad I was not. <laughs> I wasn't born yet, so I couldn't have been there. Was I born? I don't yeah. know. What year were you born? Make it out like I was born in 1901 sometime. No, I just said you would grow up in the 90s. I did. So that's the so only time I said. I before, but they used to do cracking good Christmas dinners back in the day. Properly. I'm trying to find the. I'm trying to find. He's had so many runs, Captain America, because so, he did make his first appearance in a Captain America comic. Oh, okay. I, I'm just trying to find the issue. 253 to 254. I'm having to scroll here through the website, so give me a moment. Because I was reading for my John Walker episode. <laughs> because I needed to get a bit more research on John Walker. Okay. 
US agent. That's fine. Baby US agent who needs to get his bot to therapy. Just checking that nobody needs me. Yeah, go for it. Ah, finally issue. Finally okay. issue. Finally issue. Which issue is it? 253 to 254. I had to find the right issue. That was very quick, that there. I mean... Uh, it took me a minute because I was like, uh, which one was it again? <laughs> Dad's check number. literally like you were a walking encyclopedia. I hope you know. Never mind. I think it's the next issue, but it's between these two issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we properly meet him. All we know is he's there. Yeah. See... It's like he's missing vowels and like being like bleeding and. Is this him? Yeah. What you're. What you're accusing what you're me accusing of. Accusing me of being a bleeding Nazi vampire who is <laughs> daft as old Lord Falsworth. <laughs> <laughs> that is Katie's attempt at a Manchester accent. Just northern. That's more like. Do you see what I mean when I say they really put him as a northern? I think you can see how much the Manchester accent's come along in itself as well, let's be honest. It's like. Poor Joey. <laughs> they was like, have you ever even been to Manchester? <laughs> Not all Manx talk like that. But um, the, I think the saddest part in all of this is that Kenneth, having been robbed of his family legacy, watching his best mate go off... Yeah, they were best... Ah, this is his first technical page. Is yeah, that yeah, yeah, Anne and, and um, Joey. Kenan, mm. Kenan... And, and me, best mates, <laughs> at the art school, you know. <laughs> core, core, wow, C-O-R, core. I never thought I'd be shaking hands with Captain America. Captain. Captain. <laughs> me uncle, that's my, me uncle. Eusta. U-S-T-A. Eusta. Tell mm. me yarns, yarn stories about you. You're in right good shape for an old sod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's northern. It's so funny, though, because yeah. it's like... I had to show you how he was portrayed as talking because it was like... You could tell they were really exaggerating the Manchester accent. That is absolutely incredible. It was hilarious. I loved it. It was like, wow. That is... A, well, that's like a proper northern... That's almost a Yorkshire accent. That sounds so much like how a member of staff of ours mm. talks. Andy. No offence to Andy. What? If he's listening, he might kill me if he sees me. And Andy's he's from Newcastle. Newcastle. So he's got the vowels, hasn't yeah. he? But that, see now, I... He gives me that kind of eyes, the way it's like really exaggerated. Well, what's what is it? I um, went out with a lad whose family were strong Yorkshiremen and they talk like that, like... You know, like the the vowels and the way he talk, like, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. and they were talk like, "How is thou today?" They were still using thou and thee and all that, and I'd be like, "What and sod? Oh, look at you, old sod." That's like you. But then again, obviously Yorkshire's not that far from Manchester. But exactly, but Manchester. it's like really funny. Like now, don't you, Manchester? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. But your face when you saw how he talked, it was like. Oh my! <laughs> it's spelt as it sounds. That's yeah. the best bit. Euster. Euster. That is amazing. You can just imagine that conversation between him and Captain Britain. And Captain Britain's like, where the fuck are you, Val? <laughs> Captain America going, I'm sorry, excuse me? <laughs> what on earth are you just saying? Huh? <laughs> where are you from in the world? <laughs> we need it's a like translator. Manchester. Manchester. <laughs> but, um, how. 
how annoyed are you when you're Kenneth, right? You bring your mate home, he takes with, over the with legacy. With a very strong cap, yeah. Manchester accent. With that accent as well, brilliant. <laughs> and then, so no PR training, clearly. And then at the end Didn't of it... Didn't get the training the US agent got. Yeah, exactly. But then at the end of it... He doesn't save you because he dies, doesn't he, Kenneth? Because eventually, yes, he's killed him. from a va- he's killed by a vampire. So it's like, oh, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers Not in that me. same issue. It's later, mm. f- much further on. It's but how great to think. Oh, I'm all right. I'm not very well. My mate's taken over. Fuck you, Joey, by the way. Yeah, definitely. And then be like, but I'm all right. No matter what happens, my gonna... friend, my friend will save me. Oh, no, wait. No, he didn't. Best <laughs> friend ever. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. What a legend. <laughs> I do not want him in my corner. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> do you think we'll see a Union Jack in a movie? Probably. Because we do need some British representation. We've got none. We've got none. We've, like, yeah. we've, they've hinted at maybe Captain Britain. And people on like the behind the scenes of Black Panther have said they want to bring in Union Jack. But it's like, why not? Yeah, why have they held off? Why I've, have they held off? Maybe. What's been their reason? Unless they're going to Americanise him. Oh, Please no. don't. You They've done that to Blaze. You can't have Union They've Jack done that Boston to... accent. God, <laughs> sounding like a US agent being like, you're right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do it. You cannot do it. it just Please don't. Work. I'll cry. Exactly. It just doesn't go. No. Just don't make him a blonde. There's too many blondes in the I Marvel universe. Think, I think that they've gone. I think they could, should make him like a dark haired guy in the movies. Maybe oh, yeah. a like. Make him muscular. Maybe, what, who would you cast? I was just about to say this, uh, Henry Cavill. He's been, fan, he's been fan cast as Captain Britain. Yeah. I've seen the pictures. It looks so cool. He does look good. And considering that DC have like... They're being funny him. with him at the minute. Yeah, I mean, he's been, I think he's done a great Superman. I think I've not really fine. seen it. I think it's, it's like, fine. I don't think with what he was given help. I was going to say, let's be honest, Superman isn't the most, you know... Interesting of people. Yeah. In a way, it's weird. He's a bit boring. You I know. think the script, he didn't have a great script to work with. No. <laughs> he had no chemistry with Lois. <laughs> Her fault. Yeah, I know. That's okay. my opinion. I just didn't feel the chemistry there. It's like, mm. Mm, yeah, it's been difficult. Had Marvel have been in charge of it, it would have been fine. So I think what would be great, I think Henry Cavill he... comes over, comes to Marvel, and they do a really good job with him. I think he like... would be a good Captain Britain, but not you. Mm. Who, but who would I see as Union Jack? It's going to be a bit rough around the edges, haven't they? Yeah. Don't say Tom Hardy. No, uh, I, I can see him. No, he's Venom. He's perfect. He's he Venom. Venom. He's perfect as Venom. Some this might is disagree where I with me. Rough-looking British actors, isn't it? That's, but so many are so posh. That's the problem. Yeah. Give Katie a minute. She's going to have about, a look. Um, Michael Fassbender. I believe he's Irish. Well, yeah. I think he's a bit old, though. You think he's a bit too old? Yeah, I don't know how old he is, but I think he's a bit older. <laughs> Sean Bean. Well, I don't know who that is. If he's Sean Bean, right? And a lot of people know what I'm going to say when I say this. He'll be dead by the first. <laughs> Sean Bean really struggles to stay alive. <laughs> I don't think I can name a movie where he's lasted a full film. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've even seen a. Sh- I think he was in Lord of the Rings. I don't think he even lasted that. No, he didn't. He didn't make it through. No, he didn't make it through. Typical Sean Bean. 
So don't cast Sean Bean Marvel. Please more, don't. If there's multiple movies or multiple seasons, Sean Bean will make it past the first. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think he was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I might be getting confused. He, he's the one that started it all. I did say I think I was getting confused. Um, I don't know. How old do you think he should be? If you're going to cast him, where do you think they should put him age-wise? He, see, he doesn't seem too old, but he doesn't seem young either. This is where you he, go, 30s, and I glare at you. Late 20s. Maybe mid to late 20s. 30s, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe, I don't know. That's hmm. the, what would you picture him if you put him in a mood? Would you make him blonde? Joey Chapman blonde? Or do you think there's too many blondes? Too many blondes. Make too him a darker. Because we're not notor- northerners aren't notorious for being blonde. No, I've not met many blondes. Not naturally, anyway. No, you're. Um, I'm not going to say anything about your hair because you might get I'm, upset. I'm currently trying to desperately cling on to the fact that I'm blonde with yes. two inch dark roots. That's what. Yes. Because <laughs> it's a nightmare trying to uh, do that. I'm just going. Oh yeah, right, right. It, it's interesting. To fa- it makes you think. Who, who would our be our casting choice? We definitely need the people listening to help us out with this. I think. Yeah, come in with your suggestions. Patterson now he's ruined it for himself. He's gone over to DC and toddled off and gone, being like, "I'm Batman." <laughs> I can't do a Batman voice. You can't have Josh O'Connor from The Crown because he's—I don't think he's hard enough looking. What do you think? He looks too skinny. I—I I I, well. Oh, what about Jack Loden? Never heard of him. What about him? How, how do you like him? Could he pull off? Could he pull off an English accent? Mm-hmm. Be confident he's English. He's Scottish, it says. Oh well, oh, well we're fine. We are okay, in the United it, Kingdom. It might give it a, a. Well, he is called Union Jack. Exactly. So Johnny Flynn. We're having John... a look at casting choices because we don't want to go too young, but we don't. I don't know who the hell that was. I don't know who that is. Tom Hughes? Don't know who that is. It's alright. Oh, he was Albert in Victoria. I've not oh, seen Albert right. Victoria, sorry. Oh, Dan Stevens. He could do it. He looks like he could do a good job. Yeah. Downton Abbey. Oh, he's been in Downton Abbey. Never seen Downton Abbey. Ah, how about Charlie... Oh! oh I've been thinking maybe him. They, well, it's, it's a sign then. It's a sign. It's You've heard that? No, I, I was like he. I think he'd give that gruff, you know, northern vibe that's needed. Weirdly, that's sort of some, what I sort of had pictured. He's a bit rough looking, isn't he? Yeah, good looking. He's not bad looking. Clearly got Viking legacy in him, so he's got that build. Yeah, he could. I think he could pull off a good Union Jack, but could he pull off the northern accent? <laughs> or are they not going to give him the stereotypical northern accent that they gave him in the comics? You're going to love this. What? He's born in Newcastle. <laughs> Why does he sound American every time I hear him talk? Because he's been cast in American roles. That probably doesn't help. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, right. So we'll do it. So, so Charlie Hunnam will play him. <laughs> in, in Katie's version of the film. <laughs> with Henry Cavill as Captain Britain. How fast was that casting? They have no excuse now. Well, we did. We, well, we were like, well, they should cast Adam Warlock. And a late week later, he got casted, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, they're listening to us. They're I think listening. they're listening and being like, huh, well, we haven't done Adam Warlock. We have introduced him. Yeah. We're going to cast him. <laughs> if Katie and Beth say he needs to be in the film, he gets put in the film. <laughs> and you were like, well, who would it be? Um, neither. We don't know who it is for Adam Warlock, let's face it. But no, we're not but really. It's really bizarre that I was. Off Predict- record, moaning to you about that <laughs> loose end in the Marvel film about how they'd 
hinted at Adam Warlock and done nothing. And I was like, it's And then un- a week later. <laughs> it's very unlike them. And then they must have gone, oh, bloody heck, yeah, she's right. Quick, quick. Cast. Get casting. Rewrite the script. Casting, quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd been looking at it for a while, but they were like, shit. We haven't done it yet. We forgot about Beth it. Beth and Katie have found out. No. <laughs> Let's sort this before it gets leaked everywhere. They're going to riot. No. <laughs> they want their baby Adam. We're going to get the, give them their baby Adam. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? Now, let me ask you this. Do you think he'll get a standalone film? Who, Union Jack? Union Jack. Or do you think he'll be introduced as sometimes they are? As a side character. I don't think he could carry a solo film. No. Do you? From the research you've done, do you think he could carry a solo film? Well, we discussed the fact that he comes into contact with Blade, right? Blade's already met Dane Whitman, which has been... People who've seen the Eternals movie should know this. (laughs) It's been confirmed it's Blade's voice. Right, fair enough, that's fine. The director's confirmed it... And the actor who plays Dane Whitman's confirmed it. So if you had, let's go with this, a Union Jack standalone film with Blade... Blade's getting a solo film. So right, so do you think then that Union Jack's going to be the support act to Blade? And that's how we'll... I think they'd be, like, reluctant allies, because... Because they are, because when they first meet, they fight, and then... Union Jack goes, hang on a minute, you're a good vampire. Why have we been Wait, fighting? are you even a vampire? <laughs> are you, yeah, a lot of you in the sun. Oh, my God. Um, Wait, and you, then, you can walk in the sun. You can walk in daylight. You're clearly eating garlic bread. What the hell? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And then, he's tell, and then it's like, oh, um, there's oh, this really this good guy group, group of good, there's some good vampires over here. And he go, Blade goes, oh, cheers for that, mate, and then buggers off. So <laughs> I could, and because we all know that he'd Union be Jack like, he'd like fill, a good vampire. What, he'd fill, it, he'd fill in the role of Hannibal King, who was a vampire. Could do, but I think I want to see Hannibal King though. Union Jack's entire line is plagued with vampires. He's always fighting a vampire somewhere. If he's not fighting a vampire, it's Red Skull. He he goes home by all accounts. Or he kills, tries to kill Red Skull. or or he dates somebody in the squad that he's in. Or he tries not. Or he's arguing with. Brian Braddock <laughs> about Brexit. <laughs> or they're arguing about <laughs> Brexit, remember? That Many screenshot comments. I set you. But I wonder if that's the, the line that they'll go. They'll make it like a vampire film. Because it would be fine. You could have Union Jack fighting vampires. That's yeah. what he does. But where would... Well, I know our next lesson will be on Captain Britain, so we'll talk more about that when we get to Captain Britain. And I have that. now been set homework. Right, okie dokie. Can I just say, people, that she sets me homework and I use... She, it's because she wants She wants to know... Because it's easy. You wouldn't want to get lost, would you? Because no. you wouldn't have a clue. We've already cast our Captain Britain in our eyes, <laughs> haven't we, Katie? Uh, Who have you cast in your eyes as Captain Britain? <laughs> Do you agree with my choice? Of Henry Cavill? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, I'm just looking at who else we, we could have. Oh, what about Taron Egerton? Kingsman? I've seen Kingsman, I think. Uh, He's been Elton John. That film put me off him. Really? Uh, it, it, it just... It can't have Tom Holland. No. Tom how rude. Spider-Man. You can't have Exactly, how rude. Alex Pettifer. No. No. Hmm. I love looks- how... He looks at, like he could. He looks like he. He could. He looks like he'd cuddle my grandma. <laughs> my, God rest her soul, and then strangle her. Nailed it. Jack I apologise. Jack Whitehall. No, <laughs> I'm sick of the sight of his face. Oh, Douglas Booth. He's got a cracking jaw. 
He's got the superhero jaw. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Alright. Hmm. Because you need you need a strong jaw for a superhero. We discovered this, didn't we? He's quite tall though, Captain Britain. Right. He's quite a tall guy. Do you know what? Glamour magazine. Is I don't listing... think we'd make him super tall though, would you? Cap- about... We'd never see Captain Britain's face if he was like the height he is in the comics, which is like six foot six. Is he six foot six? That's how tall Captain Britain is in the comics. Now my fella is six foot four, and he uses my head as a headrest for his chin. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically beard for Captain Britain. I mean, there's only so much you can look up like that. He'd probably get a neck ache. Yeah, yeah. And, you can, and walking with him is a nightmare because he's got long leg stride. So like, I'm always running. So you need a sidekick that's probably tall as well. <laughs> or on a scooter. <laughs> That'd be funny. So we've made our choices for Union Jack. We've made our choices for... So let's do some predictions then. So we think Union Jack will come in as a sidekick. I think he'd become his own... Hi- I don't think we've seen... You remember, we've seen, we've talked about Eternals, he was confirmed that he wouldn't become Black Knight in the film. Yeah. But it was hinted that, he, that he'd become Black Knight in the future. Yeah. Do you think they'll do something like that with Joey? Maybe. Like, they, like have him in the film, you know, being a side character, you know... What if having yeah. him sniffing around, you know, like Dane Whitman was... Yeah, what if it really was an origin where he is just a soldier... He's just a soldier, and then we get this... And we Do you reckon they're going to slightly change the legacy story? Yeah, yeah. because we've not seen... Ken is not going to happen, is he? No. No. I no. don't think we'll see that side of the story, but it's like... how If we don't, that? I say, Marvel fans, we should all unite and we should riot. <laughs> I want to see Joey in a movie. I want some British representation. I think it's coming, but I think I agree. If they do a Blade reboot... Wait, we are Jack. get we are getting Which a Blade getting, reboot. Blade's been Jack cast and set in England. I think I'll be extremely happy. But it's an American playing Blade. That's okay. Mahershala okay. Ali's been cast as Blade, who's an American. But that's okay. I don't know if you know who Mahershala Ali is. That's why I'm like mm. probably if I saw him, I'd be like, oh him. I'm trying to picture. Give me a moment. You know, you know, an actor's done a really good job when you don't know his real name because you only you know his you, you know his face, but you don't know his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it one of those? Mm-hmm. Ah, no, that's not what I was searching for. I'm trying to remember how to spell his name. Give me a moment. Ah. Uh, Ah, I might need to go on Wikipedia to find his name spelling correct. <laughs> I don't want to spell his name wrong. Oh, I, I do apologise if I do. Blade, where are you? Again. <laughs> it's on there somewhere. That's why I'm like, it might be there. I love how... Ah, it's a picture. I love how this is a recent... become just utter carnage sometimes, our little podcast. Yeah, that's him. Oh, well, I know who that is. But do you know his face? Do you know yeah. who I mean now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did say that's who's been cast as Blade, like an American. That's and a it's a good like, choice of casting that. He's yeah. won Oscars. He's capable yeah. of carrying a film. <gasps> we know Marvel are known to steal a few Oscar winners. I know sometimes Marvel cast unheard of actors. They give them the opportunity. But when they sort of cast an Oscar winner, they cast A couple well. of Oscar winners. They've got mm. a few Oscar winners in their roster, haven't they? They do. They cast it well. It's very, very I good. think it's interesting that they've cast a familiar face for Blade. I thought they would have gone for an unknown. You know, to boost his 
profile or something. But Blade has got such a strong legacy. I was going to say, he's got such a strong following. And we've already had Because Blade of the Wesley Snipes. <gasps> I mean, that's a... I mean, I wouldn't want to be him. I wouldn't want to be taken. I'd be a bit Snipes. scared of Wesley Snipes coming after me, being like, you've stole my role. I mean, considering how many Cause, years cause, ago that film was made, if but Wesley he was, Snipes... But Wesley, Wesley Snipes was like, I want to come back and be Blade again. I don't I don't want to be in Mahershala O'Reilly's shoes and be like... Ah oh, shit, he's gonna kill me for taking on the role, isn't he? If he made the film, right? <laughs> and, and it's a good film. And he stands there at Comic Con and Wesley Snipes walks on stage dressed as Blade, he's done. He's done. <laughs> no one's gonna care. Everyone's gonna be like, Wesley Snipes! <laughs> we worship you! <laughs> you are our one true blade! He's <laughs> just done for because he's, it's just iconic. I mean, he's, Wesley every, Snipes, I've has not to seen look Blade. At you. you need to, we need to find a way to make this happen. We Absolutely. need to watch Blade. We do. We, we need do. to. There's three movies. I don't want to. What I've heard, the third one's rubbish. Oh well, we'll leave that. The first one though. The fir- the second one I've heard's okay, but yeah. I don't know. I've first not seen. One. I mean, he was already hardcore. Was Wesley Snipes, and then like we said, we gave him. Apparently, some he was like acted like he was on drugs the whole time, but yeah, his glasses. Yeah, his glasses. <laughs> He's like, oh, he looks dead cool. He always wears glasses. Yeah, he's always got bags under his eyes. That's why. Because <laughs> he was acting like a vampire the whole time. <laughs> Living like one. Yeah. Because he is one of those like method actors, I believe. I don't want to offend anybody who is a Wesley Sipes fan. So I do no, apologise. Being a method actor is like very That's highly intense. commended. Yeah, because it's a lot. Uh, Viggo Mortensen, who was in Lord of the Rings was a ranger in the film and acted that way throughout the whole time. So he lived in the woods. I don't I don't know that. And uh, Peter Jackson, the director, was like, has anyone seen him? Can you go into the woods and get him, please? We're going to film in this afternoon. Can you go? <laughs> I didn't know that. He, like, he was like Lord living of the off the land. And there was like farmers going, can you tell him to stop killing our sheep? Like, there's a, there's a, there's a Tesco down the road if he's that desperate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't actually know that. I've read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, Viggo Mortensen went in. He understood the assignment, but I think he did his own assignment as well. <laughs> and you're a bit like, okay, I'm a little scared here. Yeah. There's, there's some people that read the assignment and go, I shall do that. And then there's people like us that read the assignment and go, no, I'm not going to do that, but I am going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound like Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes. Me, you, Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> Me, just being like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> That's all. That is the, co- the quote of our life, isn't it? What? What the hell are you doing? Because like, I'm always saying to you, what the hell are you doing, Beth? And you're always looking at me and going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> that then, might as well be the name of this podcast. What are you doing? What the hell are we talking about? And then we the walk down the corridor here and we get all our line managers and tubers going... What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you talking about this time? Nothing. You're laughing too much. You're having too much fun. <laughs> what character are you talking about? And then they're like, uh. <laughs> and we go, Union Jack, and it's just that glazed expression. Like, really? You've yeah. gone patriotic? Like, oh, no. Oh, no. They're not going to act like, oh, look at me. I'm Amer- I'm a British. Just... But I nearly said Americans. <laughs> but no, right, so Captain Britain, Britain next week. That's my homework. I will do that. Captain Britain's an interest. I think he's a badass. Uh, he's too tall for my liking. I'm going to put in here in brackets Spaceman. You keep too tall. Space Captain America. This is and good. too tall. Right. 
That's my opinion of Captain Britain. He's too tall. Is he the sort of guy then that makes Captain America have to wear like a Cuban heel to sort of like make himself a bit taller? Captain America's about six foot something. About, he's he'd say six sure. foot, maybe six foot one. Two. Superman's not that super then, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Britain's six foot six, six and you're like. Hi. <laughs> I'm interested then to know his backstory. Right, I'll I'll do some. Uh, well, he became well. Merlin's in magic. Merlin. I was involved. waiting for that bugger to turn up. <laughs> the Merlin spelling's very weird. It's with a Y instead of an I. What? And he has long hair like uh, Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, it gives me Gandalf vibes. May I ask a question? Gandalf's as not going to appear in a, the next novice, lesson, is it? <laughs> the person that wrote uh, Captain Britain. It's like his creators are actually unknown. Were they American? Actually, his creators are unknown. I so. bet they were American if they put a Y in Merlin. Because it always gets a Y in there. I don't know. Like Phoenix. Like I said, they, they do, it, his creators are unknown. Right, okay. Oh, but they did get by. It was an American design, draw, artist yeah, that they it. say they got vibes from. That kind of design. It's like... That's interesting that it's like... We don't know who designed it. We don't it. know who did it. Whose idea was it? We just came in one day and it was there. And you're like, right, which one of you lot did it? And they're like, it wasn't ours. That is amazing. Right, I'm going to do all my research. Well, you know that, you know, I dedicate an hour on a Thursday to doing this research because you know, because I message you and tell you. You give me sum ups of what you think of that character. What's your sum up of Union Jack? Because you did a lot of research for Union Jack. I will read to you your the, sum up. The message that, because you asked me to sum him up. Yep, I did. I. You did it last week, bear this in mind. Overall impression. You asked for an overall impression. And I said, yes. overall impression is that he's all right, more like a Marine or SAS than a true hero. Specialized... We call them SAS in SAS, England. Yeah. Specialises in vampires, and I put in brackets because England is overrun with them. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Likes to work in groups until he dates one of them, and then it doesn't work out, and he's out of there. And that was how I summarised it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good sum up. So, I know we've gone off topic a bit in this episode, in this discussion. We do apologise. We've cast our... If you're still here, good for you. If we've cast our dream Union Jack, Charlie Hummum, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah, let's go with him. But I think, you know... He's tall. I think he's tall. I don't know how tall the guy is. Oh, that's a point. I don't know how tall Joey... How tall is Joey Chapman? I'm going to need to check that. How tall is Joey Chapman? I'll need to go on the weird website, though, because it's not on Wikipedia. Don't rely on Wikipedia. Is it don't rely on Wikipedia, guys. Marvel fandom. Oh, I'm reading this. I forgot that I'm not paused it. I do apologise, guys. Uh, come on, Joey. <laughs> hey, boy. <laughs> Where are you? I like. I'm I'll like. Tell you what? I'm just. I'm continuing to go through the um, actors list. Glamour magazine. Yeah, and. Some of these good-looking men aren't my type, I've got to say. But do you know what they all are, all the northerners? Dark-haired. So Yes. I'm definitely going to stick with that. Ah, Joseph Chapman. Yes, he's called Joseph. I prefer calling him Joey. Mm. Oh, OK. Oh, come on, the page is being weird again. No, I want the main universe. For goodness sake, it's been... Yes. Yes, I want Joey. Go away. 
I'm getting ads coming up. Sorry, guys. Oh, no. I'm having the problems with ads. <laughs> Six foot four. Perfect. Nailed it. Done. Sign him Literally. up. Literally. Sign him four. up. Perfect. I don't know how tall Charlie Homer is. How tall is he? We don't want him too small, but we don't want him too tall. Mm. Where we can't see his face. <laughs> on the t- yeah, on the cinema screen. It's just yeah. his shoulders down. <laughs> yeah, maybe his chest. And you're like, that'd be Captain Britain if we ever saw him on a screen. Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to look up how tall is Charlie Hunnam, aren't I? What? Well, how's his last name spelled? H U N N. Oh, found it. Oh, just found him. Just found him. He's been King Arthur. He's in Sons of Anarchy. Oh. He's in Pacific Rim. <coughs> uh. <coughs> oh, and he's in a, a show called. Oh, a film. Five foot eleven. Oh. That's quite tall, though. Yeah, we can make it work. Put him in some heat. No, apparently six foot. Perfect. He's six Fine. foot. I miss. That's. I think I'm getting confused. It says different heights, it's but it's between five eleven and six foot. Never an inch. <laughs> six foot. That's not a bad height. You wouldn't want him too tall, but you wouldn't want him too short. I'm five foot. So Nathan's six three. Nathan's like here on me. I'm always slightly. I'm, I'm five seven. Seven. Oh yeah. So you've got yeah. about five inch, five six inches on me. Yeah, perfect. That's enough. You've got about five six inches. Because you it. know there'll be a bloody female. Won't there? There'll yeah. be a love interest. And if, I mean, I'm fine. Let's three, not make it. Let's not make the woman old enough to be his mum. <laughs> Spitfire. No offense. No offense, Spitfire. No offense, any Spitfire fans I'm out sorry, there. I'm I do apologise. I'm giving her offense. What the hell was she thinking as well? True. It goes two ways. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if anyone likes that character, please don't get offended by our comments about not, her. Yeah, definitely not against the character, but questionable choices. In men. In men. <laughs> I think he has questionable taste in women. They're probably perfect together then. Think yeah. <laughs> I think it's cute, but it's like, so we have our dream casting. Let's yeah. see where Mar- if Marvel decides to keep go with our choice or if they ever do cast him. <gasps> If they um, do, yeah, we're keeping this podcast and we're going for money. We're going for money. We want payment. Yeah? Well, if, if, our, if our prediction's right, I want I want our money. Full credit and, yeah, compensation. The, Katie and Beth came up with, have yeah. named, thrown her name into the ring. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, let's do it. It sounds like hummus for some reason. I don't say hummus because it makes me think of hummus and it makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> Please hummus. don't get upset. Please don't come for me on Twitter or anything. No, there's no If you need. are a Charlie Hunnam fan, please don't kill me. If you're a Charlie Hunnam fan, you need to be a hummus fan. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the choice? Think about the sales of hummus if it gets cast. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to go and watch this Just film. imagine him as next to Henry Cavill. Who's, I don't know how tall Henry Cavill is. Six three, I think. He's quite small. Is he? He's small next to Ben Affleck, apparently. And Ben Affleck's That's over... Sure. Ben Affleck's over six four. No way. I'll have to check that. How tall is... We're going off into random conversation here, but it's good for the podcast. We've done, like, 45 minutes, because we've got a gap today, haven't we? Yes. beautiful. And we're going to spend all day together at this rate. Oh, no, someone's going to come to this door in three minutes. Please don't say that. They are. Oh, God. 
I struggle. I dread it. <laughs> I'm going to let you sign off. Right. So we've made our casting choice. We've had a good discussion about Union Jack. And until our Captain Britain episode, which Katie will be joining. Katie's disappeared <laughs> for a minute. Sorry about that. She'll be, But she'll be joining me for the discussion on Captain Britain. Until next time. And stick around for the summer tweet. Until next time. Bye. sum up tweet for Joey Chapman. <clears throat> Joey Chapman, the British Captain America without the serum, to, with guts to take on a mantle not destined to be his. Also a hero from England, outside of London. Scowling emoji, I'm so done with this emoji. Be warned, if he joins a team, don't let him date anyone on it. He'll run when it goes wrong. Hashtag legacy.